The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. Uh, what? Talk into the front of it like a lollipop. No. What is that? The problem is this, the is direction that? of the actual it's microphone. Like, <laughs> like that? Oh, my God. Duncan, have you checked out the Substack? <laughs> I, mean, I don't think you're just going to have you checked out. And I'm like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Kia ora koutou, welcome to The Real Pod. This is very exciting. My name's Jane Yee. I'm joined by Alex Casey. I'm not talking to Duncan Grieve at the moment for reasons for which I'll explain shortly. Uh, but he's here. And also uh, Samuel is here too. Um, look, this is our first ever completely paywalled version yeah, this of the is show. Our only corns. It's, it's our only corns and it's really intimate. So everyone who's intimate. listening to this has shown their support for us with cash. They're all cashed up bogans. Or they work at the spin-off and are not listening anyway. Yeah, they're not yeah. listening. They just want to be yeah. in, 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 in on the goss. Um, well, thank they you so much, everyone, for listening. If you're... It, it, it actually, like, I'm moved by Same. it. Like, I, I was fully prepared for it to be almost nothing. And, but but it is, like, existential. Like, we, 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 we were not allowed to go on by the um, administrators <laughs> of the spinoff uh, without generating any income. Yeah. Which is... Entirely fair. It takes up a shitload of our time, and like the fact of people saying, "Yeah, we love this enough to do that." It's, I know it's moving. We we really appreciate it in ways that we can't express, um, but we continue to try to express it because we love you guys. Thank you so very much for having faith in us, for sticking around with us for so long, and now putting your money where your mouth is. The we real be doing this. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Until death is tapping us on the shoulder yeah. and saying. <laughs> It's time. Even then, I'm going to seduce you. Even then, we will have so many uh, in the can. There, there will be AI real pods for the rest of forever. Oh, that's true. What a relief. Oh. Um, anyway, look, we're recapping traders, um, but first of all, I think we can we can probably just bust into some real news. We've got a little bit of real news. Is that the one where we... I still don't know what real news no, is. Is that the one where we talk about our lives? None of us know anymore. But it doesn't matter anymore because we're allowed to be full we're chaos. Free. We're behind the paywall. It's full chaos paywall. I like yeah. how we're seeing the, like, the introduction of payment as a chance for us to be even worse. <laughs> worse. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Oh they're, God. they're here. They're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only real news that I have really is that, Duncan, I had the stream. <laughs> I feel I, I feel like I, I over-index in your dreams for reasons which I can't quite figure out. Well, no, I don't think I do I dream about plenty of... I, I'm a dreamer and a not in the... Always thought of that. Not, not in the Martin the Luther King one. kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> in the actual REM stage of sleep kind of way. And I remember my dreams almost every morning. And um, they, they're, they're often really intense. I dream about a lot of people, but there's not a lot of people that I would talk about my dreams with. So, the, you know, your perception is probably a bit skewed. Um, you do feature, but so do lots of other people. And that's a paid podcast where you tell people about your dreams. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, like a notorious <laughs> conversation to be a with. Great. What to say <laughs> <laughs> uh, But in this dream, but it's kind of work-related. It was very work-related because you fired me. Like I was on a six-month contract and then you were like, yeah, we're not rolling that over. You're not coming on board as an employee. And I was like, I left, like I'd left this other great job on the promise from my dear friend of, you know, 20 plus years. So, so I had bad bedside manner with them. You had real bad bedside oh, manner. man. I think, but you also, I had turned the podcast department around and then you're like, 
off your fuck. Off your fuck. <laughs> you know? Is that what he said? And then I went to, no, but that was the tone. And then I went to the CEO and was like, hey, can he do this? And she's like, eh. Started the, he started the thing. She literally shrugged. And then I and went she's to. She's a shrugger too. She's a shrugger. And then I went to, I was obviously very upset and figuring out what I was going to do. And I went to the club to meet up with my boyfriend. And he was there with another girl. And it was it was honestly the worst. I lost my job. I lost my friends. I lost my boyfriend. Seems like an R and B song. And you're then writing I, right in front of me. Exactly right. And then I woke up, which is how I used to end my um, stories when I was in primary school. But any <laughs> story that was any sort of fantastical thing was like, and then I woke up. Big God, twist. You know, it was all a dream. <laughs> but I stayed angry at Duncan. To, I still am. Yeah, I can. I can kind of sense yeah. it radiating out through no fault of my own. Mm. Anyway, mm. that's my real news. Not even real. It was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't really understand the premise. What's what you got, Alex? Anything? Um, nothing, nothing from the dreams department, um, but we'll keep that in mind for next week. Uh, I did see Jason Momoa when I was in Auckland. Uh, what? Saturday night, Tanuki's Cave. Um, Joe and I, you know, I had to wait. You know when Tanuki's Cave is really busy and they put you like on those mm. little leaners? And we're really under- and, it's two, and it's 2007. It's yep. 2007. I, and we we're waiting for a movie at 9 p.m. We were not going to eat. So it was all stressful. And Joe was like, maybe we should just leave. And I was like, no, let's just stay and have a beer and like wait. We might get in. We might get in. He's like, let's just go. Let's just go. But there was something telling me to stay. I knew fundamentally <laughs> we were not going to get our food in time. I knew that we were not eating that night. Mm. But I thought that's okay because the Civic does delicious popcorn. Probably another story for another day. <laughs> Civic has the best popcorn in the city. But... We had 10 minutes to go. Jason Momoa walks in with one other person wow. and slips straight into that little um, kind of private party room. But it's not really a yeah. room because it's got sort of shutters. So you could still yep. see. <laughs> and then, Especially if you're looking. Especially intently. if you're peering through with a magnifying glass. Hey, but glass. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Casey <laughs> reporting for Judy. So... But hold on, because Tanuki's notoriously no uh, no reservations. Just show up and get what you get and don't get upset, right? Mm. Right? Mm. Do I have that right in my brain box? But I think that side so room, what? you've got to have a conversation about the side room. Yeah, but do you know, but is there like a sort of different rule for celebrity? Yes, is, what I'm... is the answer to that question always. Yes. But what? I thought that they were just like us. Not. I don't know. Though, who... And Jason Momoa is like, I want to, I want to go somewhere to eat tonight. Take me to the hip new place in Auckland City. Who's who's going? I've no, got Tanuki just the joint. Rocks the house still. Tanuki's it's so is the good. best place ever. And he did talk about it the next day because I think he was launching his vodka the following week. And there's been a bunch of media around that. And Phew, I think you know too much about Jason <laughs> I don't know, Momoa. Whatever, like, and he did a thing at the Sugar Club. <laughs> at Sugar Club on Wednesday night, seven pm. He did a presentation. <laughs> <laughs> and in one of the interviews, he did. He he was like, yeah, I love, I love the New Zealand. I love the food. Tanuki's Cave. Like immediately brought up Tanuki's Cave within mere days of attending. So it must have made quite the impact. I mean, there is a broader conversation here about does Jason Momoa live here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is he just yeah. one of us now? Someone told me he's apparently brought like seven of his vintage cars over with him. Um, what the what? That's, he quite, must, that's he does quite live here. strong live here behavior. Well, also they're on strike. Like he can't exactly. work. So he might as well just lift and eat like you know lean down here like that's that's just, uh this is crazy that's such a big scoop that we've got a new new zealander yeah to join the likes of noel edmonds and shania twice she's out though now isn't no, she? yeah out. she's gone um, um roland gift from fine young cannibals what yep um what was that guy who said someone drowned in his pool that was oh. it was noel edmonds wasn't it no, no? Barry? Um, Barry, oh, Barry 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 Barry. Ba- ba- not Barry from... Um, I know. Barry Moore, not Uncle Barry. Barry. Michael Barry. Michael Barry. No, no. Michael Barry Michael Barry. Michael yeah. Barry. <laughs> Again, really high quality podcast you're paying for. Here. No regrets. No regrets. He's trying to figure out a name. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, we've got we've got a great collection of international celebrities who've um, chosen to make their home in Aotearoa. There's a ranking, surely. Okay, anyway, let's. Uh, anything from you? To yeah, add? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. that's the whole reason we're doing this is because I I've got a rare. I went out to a concert on um, on Wednesday. In fact, I'm going to remove my jumper. Hold on. What? Oh my god! Oh, he's got merch. What? He's got merch. Oh. He's got merch. 
Yeah. Oh, I went to the Luke Combs concert. Who's that? So Luke Combs is a country artist, a country sensation. Um, he looks very angry on your T-shirt. He's not angry, though. It was the most joyous occasion. So he's he's from South Carolina. He's one. Of, he's from the Carolinas. I, can't, I forget which. And, and now lives in, in Nashville. He was like a bouncer. He's got like a classic country music backstory, college dropout kind of bouncer, started playing songs at the club he bounced Just at. Just like Taylor Swift. And... Classic. Classic. And um, was she a bouncer? She'd be a, she was a bouncer, Was she a yeah. tiny little girl? She was a, she was a tiny, <laughs> little, little, girl tiny little bouncer. It's actually kind of a vibe. Um, anyway, and, and now he's just this absolute megastar, but it's sort of like no one – it's like either you're a crazed Luke Combs fan because he sold out his concert at Spark Arena in minutes or you just don't know he exists. Yeah. And um, – and it was just, it was the first time I've seen like a, not like a country crossover artist, like a proper Nashville, um, you know, from that school artist play in New Zealand. And to play, like, the crowd was so big and they all were like cowboy boots and, and fucking Stetsons and... But it was all so sincere. It was all like young, attractive couples, like singing the songs to each other. It was like... And it just everything about it was really, really fucking different from a typical Spark Arena show. And I wrote a review of it for the for the spinoff, um, full disclosure. Um, and I also you should pop it in the notes on the thing, on the Substack. Put the link in. Yeah, the Yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I just and it was lovely because like, my very first writing gig was writing reviews of shows. It was really nice to um, to to do it again and just remember what. Or the, the crazy kind of extra layer of weird cultural shit that you get when you go along to a, a live concert. And I just had a lovely time. And I really strongly recommend that you all listen to Luke Combs' When It Rains It Pours because it's a crack-up song. Okay, so you didn't really, you weren't really like a Luke Combs uh, fan before you went along? I was. I was like obsessed with that song. And I had like five or six other songs okay. which I thought were pretty good. But now I am like, I don't know what his fandom's called. Big a coma. A, a coma <laughs> um, I assume. And well, you're a, you are a coma because you've come over to the coma overs. Yeah. Know? Let me come over, if yeah. you will. Uh, did you buy the merch pre or post concert? During. Dur- during. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's okay. I got I, I got worried. You know, sometimes it sells out, or and like actually they'd sold out of all the the basically all of the like two XLs, three XLs, and. But luckily there was an L available for this L over here. Okay, that's so good. I'm very happy for you. Um, cool. What's the name of the song again? When It Rains It Pours. It's just a real just funny song. It's like a classic narrative country song about how his wife leaves him and it's all about like scratch-off tickets and two tanks of gas and like the... Dog? The, 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 wait, the waitress at Hooters... Leaving her number on his check with a heart. It's it's so corny. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, time for reality check. I have four ways to decide I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Reality check. All right. We are at the lodge, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for a, another murderous day with our traitors and our faithfuls. I just want to draw your attention again to this line that seems to pop up at the beginning of every episode. Let's just hear that one more time, please, Paul Henry. A group of complete strangers from across New Zealand have arrived at this isolated lodge. Okay, I'm just going to follow that out with this. I know Mike Poto very well, Matt Heath. He's someone I've known for a very long time. Brody, Ree, Colin Mathura, Jeffrey. We've just spent so much time together, and then later, someone I know really well and trust, Dan, Ree, Brooke Howard-Smith. You introduced me to my wife. <laughs> Brooke Howard-Smith, Ree, Mike Puru. You're a good friend of mine and I've known you for years. <laughs> Brody to Mike. It's just <laughs> so good. <laughs> when, you, when you lay it out like that, it's basically just a friend group having a holiday. You That's are. in one episode. All of those quotes are in one episode too, by the way. You are the father not from of my children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the you mother are my twin brother. I had. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hilarious. Just don't say that at the top and it's fine, you know? It's, um, it's very funny. I do have some issues with the friendship 
I'm really seeing this week how people being mates before the show, not just mates, like it's like, mates. it's like we were all on the show, you know. Yeah, like how this how how it is a little bit problematic for the storyline. But let's uh, let's just let's just let's just talk about Robbie. She's got four <laughs> kids and having the time of her life because they're not there. Um, and she wants to stay in this thing for as long as possible. She has no right? cares about what the game really is, what the missions are, especially when they had that one where she is sent in to survey the crime scene. And her <laughs> main thing is just walking around going, beer bottle, beer bottle. I was like, I don't think, it's not beer bottle game. <laughs> but what about when, they, when they're like, was there anything in the kitchen? Who was in charge of looking at the kitchen? And she was like, oh, it's, I was just about to get to that. So many beer she bottles. She just doesn't, oh, so funny. She's, um, she is actually what everyone thinks Matt Heath is. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they were like, Matt doesn't know, he doesn't care. That's actually Robbie. She doesn't know or care. She or is really that what care. she wants us and everybody else to think? Well, no. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what it is. Otherwise, in her in the moment interviews, she would definitely be saying that. It's a huge uh, imbalance of celebs versus normies in the in the moment interviews. Yeah, there really is. Like Julie is a key, you know, a key suspect, a key threat to a lot of people. She's barely on it. I think they basically just interviewed Brooke Howard Smith. Like, he's the only one who does any of that in the moment. It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. It certainly feels like he's in this a lot. Yeah. Before we go um, any further, can I issue some apologies and clarifications about last week? Yes. Because <laughs> I've had some feedback. Oh, what do we do? Well, first I need to apologise. This was in my power rankings for making not one but two spelling mistakes. <laughs> Which were brought to my oh, attention yeah. by Traitor Dancing in my emails. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. I know. And I'm really embarrassed about this because I did do them pretty fast and I just didn't check. So I misspelled his last name, which I quickly corrected. But I also misspelled Kimberly. <laughs> oh. Well, there's variations on Kimberly. Sincere apologies. It, she's got an EY. For that. She's uh, got, she, no, she's got no EY, which is rare. You know, it's just the Kimberly. Okay. It's like a quick... Yeah. Um, so that was on me, and I'm very sorry for that, but immediately amended those. Otherwise, I've had some feedback rear comments last week. Uh-oh. The Woodhouse Mountain Lodge has not been used to film any other shows. The play. Well, I mean, I don't, agree to disagree. I, I mean, I don't think that I don't think that we said that it definitely had. We were just like, it's another one of those that looks like all the other ones. It does look those. like all the other ones. Mm. Um, the players did stay in separate rooms in the lodge, spread Thank out you. in units all over yep. the land. Great. So I was right about them going home at night. <laughs> yeah, all, all over the land of the North Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they Good. had no access to each other, phones, internet or TV when they were shut I told you it was going to be like that. Based on my experience in reality TV on being on Treasure Island, fans versus faves, I was. They blindfolded us so that we couldn't see each other at points, like when we're shooting promos, and we were just, just like for hours. To think of someone doing something properly in New Zealand, it's just not our national brand. The windows were blacked uh, out, um, and Mike's coffee oh, to their cabins. I think so. Yes. So they see nothing. They're just in. in wow. A, in no a wonder they're going vessel. bonkers. Okay, Mike's Coffee Cup. Oh, Mike's yep, Coffee Cup definitely. came from Lodge Catering. <laughs> right. I don't know. So we got nothing right. Like, <laughs> they, they've done like a quick survey of everything we guessed at and it's all turned out to, to be wrong. It's That's just okay. We Those can people... be in this like ongoing conversation, you know, of <laughs> writing the wrongs and it's just yeah, great. Yeah. There's, it's a, all content. There's, a re- there's a reasonable chance those people are not going to hear this, though, unless they're paid up subscribers. That's the thing. So. To make the corrections, you'll have to... Uh, th- but that, that can be a business expense for uh, the production and mm, the network and so on. Mm. Um, Colin and Sarah Jeffrey at breakfast, resplendent. It looked like Jesus. He had that white and gold number on. Just honestly such a gorgeous specimen of a human, and he knows it. Mm. He told me he took two full suitcases of outfits to the show and it was a real struggle to get them to get both suitcases there because they were only supposed to bring one apparently (laughs) but he got them there didn't he to bring cocktail (laughs) (laughs) Uh, matt and brooke have some sort of pajama bro code going on um brooke's on the inside of mattsville population too that's not some that's 
that's two's fine. I don't think they need more than that, do they? No. Also, I Matt just wouldn't together. hinge that much on like pajamas. Like uh, they well, are. They're not really matchy matchy pajamas. No. They're just pajamas. No. Uh, they're hinging so much on so, so the smallest of things throughout this whole thing. Well, uh, so much hinging going on. They just they they largely hinge on we like to get rid of the ladies. <laughs> yeah. As, as a as a big content pillar. It's the the when they bring when they go through people they could bring on. It's just like there's some lads, there's a lady, but no, Brooke Howard Smith is is the guy that we need to to uh, to join our troop. Yeah. I still feel like even the, the even when they did suggest, I can't even remember who it was. They suggested one of the women. It was it felt like a oh, can we just do that again? Yeah, it, um, it totally it, was we, a pickup. Yeah, we're just going to get a pickup. If you can think of uh, one of the women to just mention, you don't have to choose her, mm. but um, we, we probably need to, we need some good representation mm. in there. Yeah, Chris has gone home, by the way. She's dead, moited. Mm. I was just going to say, gone. it's also not a mistake that the first two like names that got thrown around were the two oldest women on the show. That's like classic. That's yeah. Survivor yeah. every year, get rid of the old ladies first. But luckily... <laughs> That's changing. And get rid of the young ladies, you know? Get rid yeah. of Kristen. <laughs> I mean, and all those sort of the ones in between. Yeah. yeah. Get rid of them too. And then, uh, and then it's Les, 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 Argentina, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so funny when Matt Heath walked in with pyjamas and Brooke Howard Smith goes, he passed with flying colours. I trust him now to the end <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> I started wearing pajamas. It really says that there's a, a pretty easy way to to game. Game for, for, for Is that for why us. Matt Heath seemingly did not remove the pajamas for the rest of the day because he appeared to be wearing them to the mission. His, his, blue, his blue shirt, very pajama esque. He's really just trying to nestle in with uh, with Brock. Really get his um, get his trust there with the old. Just pajamas all day, all night. It's really good. Like it's quite early on in, in episode three. I think like Bro- Brody tags Matt, and basically they they've figured out who all the traitors are. Yeah. After two and a half episodes, mm-hmm. and th- there's there's enough like confident people. It's it's it, they. I do think you know to to your point earlier about them knowing each other. If you know someone really well and they're a bit off. Like it's pretty obvious, yeah. right? You you just pick up on these little micro cues. So I do think it's that is part of what's going on is that these aren't just clean skin strangers who, when they're a bit off, that could just be their personality. It's like you're you're not right here. Well, we've seen it happen twice, right? That Lauren was identified by Sam, and then Dan's been identified by Brooke. Yes. So it's it doesn't. It really fucks with the format. It, it, it totally fucks with the and format. And then it also fucks with the format when you have to seduce someone and it's like, oh, all these people. How about my baby? How my about best my friend? best friend? Yes, yes. We can all be Like when those three dudes were like jumping up and down at how good their, their traders team was, I was just like, this is not what it's supposed to be. And, and I hate to, I know I joke about Treasure Island and bringing it up all the time because I was on it. But exactly the same thing happened there. It was just like this, you know, this bro team who just slowly picked off everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's also like that group where they're just all, they were all born within like six months of each other, <laughs> like 50 years ago. Like it's, it's such a micro group of like poker buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Even actually there was another connection came up. Colin, oh, by the time this goes up, you can read Colin Mathura Jeffrey's My Life on TV on the spinoff on Saturday, and he said he was inspired to be on Xena when he turned the TV on and saw his friend Dan Singh playing a villain on Xena within six months. What? Colin was on Xena too. So, yeah, they go way back as well. It's New Zealand! You know, it's like... So bonkers. Especially back then. You think about our population now is like whatever it is, 5.1 million, but when these guys were born, it was about... 300,000, I assume. Mm. So, like, of course you all know each other. You, you know, there's only one high school. <laughs> it's, it's just taken care of. Um, I was getting pretty nervous early on in episode three because no one was trusting Colin. Mm. Yeah. This, this is the info that was coming through. And Dylan very strongly thinks that Mike Puru is a traitor. Now, those three names. Colin, huge friend, idol of the pod, right? Mm. Dylan, a corny. Uh, and a, f- a former colleague. A former colleague and a corny. Mike Puru, 
Mike Pudu. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's his qualification. Mike fucking Pudu. I don't want any of these people going home. Yeah. No, I know. And the and just honestly, the worst. And they shouldn't be attacking oh, each other. This is the thing. It's cannibalism. There was a scene <laughs> that I, I took a screenshot of that I want to be printed on the biggest canvas commercially available, which was... Colin voting for Mike and Mike voting for Colin and just the, them holding each other's names up next to each other at the banishment. And I was just like, this is the real pod artistry happening yeah. right here. The real pod eats itself. Yeah, we should get that as a mural. Like, Somewhere, on our, somehow. On, on our clubhouse. Do we have a clubhouse? Should do. We're not, not, we should have a – it seems like the kind of thing we should aspire to as an organisation being the real pod. I hate, I, I've gone to poke a hole in something. I don't think this jars everything it is, is it, that it seems. It's Paul Henry's birthday when they're shooting this, right, on that mission. Mm. Except for it's not his birthday because his birthday was last week <gasps> in real time. Um, 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 so oh, could it have been shot a year ago? No, because summertime, the, 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 the cicadas were out, everyone's uh, wearing their summertime gears. But maybe because he lives half the time in America, maybe it was his birthday in America. That's mm. not how that works. Okay. Yeah. Well, nice try. Though. He probably has oh, a birthday really, once really... a week. You know. That's true. It's yeah. Paul Henry. He probably he has his very merry unbirthdays. You know. It did have that. That's a that's an Alice that. in Wonderland thing, by the way. No, I know. Well, so. there was Alice in Wonderland all through this episode. When he was I know. Like, so he should have said, "It's my un- He should have done the "It's my unbirthday." That's what he should have done. That would have been a great call. Anyway, never mind. It's not his birthday, uh, but there is a song bells challenge, which was ridiculously easy. Again, when you look at the UK version of this, they had to use big church bells that they had to pull on, so very much harder to get a like a recognisable mm. tune out of it. And also, the the music boxes were all over the house; they weren't just sitting there in a line. You know, three songs, three music boxes, process of elimination, three very recognisable songs. That part of it was just way too. In fact, even finding the sculptures seemed too easy. It's too easy. Yeah. You don't care, do you? Well, I don't really watch these. I, I sort of. <laughs> busy myself with other things. <laughs> well, I mean, they did like say that they had to run a fair bit. You know, we did get some yeah. good action from Colin. Like, there was a good cut between, you know, Brody's a runner, right? Like, she's she's athletic. She was running all over the place. And she's like, we're doing well, but I have to remember, you're only as strong as your weakest person. And then it cut to her going, Colin! Colin! <laughs> <laughs> and Colin just like, you know, kind of huffing at the back. And he was like... I'm 51. I could cark it at any moment. And again, <laughs> I mean, not true. That man is going to live till he's 200, but it does sting to remember he has passed his 50th birthday <laughs> every and single we were not time. Dear. It's one of the great New Zealand crimes. <laughs> um, I want to, I don't, I need to ask a, a technical question about the prize pool. So they're earning money for the prize pool. Silver. But, but there's 70K up for grabs. Do they have to earn the yes, 70k? Yeah, so it's they, a maximum of 70k. So, okay, so there's a chance if they were really shit at challenges, they'd never reach the 70k and it could be like a 43k prize. I pool. think that, that mm. will happen. There's, there's no, I think they already can't reach 70k because they've sort of botched a couple I of I feel like and they'll ten, bring out some was bonus. Was the 10k things, included as part of that 70k that that <clears throat> lovely man I ran away so. with? Was that a bonus? I don't think it was. I think it was, it was bonus. I don't know. It remains to be seen. That's not why we're watching, though, is it? We're watching because of all this, the, the, the celebrities losing their minds. Yeah, well, I, I particularly like the way Brody's playing the game. Like, there's just a, a near feral intensity. Like, this is incredibly important to her that she solved this. And you kind of saw it in the way that she lit into Colin for having the temerity yes. to change his mind. It's like, once you decide that someone's a traitor, that's it. You're locked. It doesn't matter if, if you get all, all the avail- available evidence changes. And she just went for him. So this is at the banishment when uh, Darth Vander is, um, is is brought up as a as a suspect. Yes. And Colin's kind of leading the charge on that and has been for days. And then someone comes up. She, she comes up with something in, in defense of Mike, right? So yeah. someone, I think it's Dylan, starts going on a mic. And then she defends Mike. And I can't remember who it was, but they rightly pointed out, you know, this could have been her out to deflect over to Mike, take the heat off her, but in fact she's defending and saying, I don't think he's a traitor. And then she feels seen. She starts crying because she's felt under the microscope and this is a big relief that someone's on side. And then Colin says, he can see the genuineness in her and says, you know, I believe you. And Brody was just like, hang on. 
You've been <clears throat> hanging her out to dry for two days. Then he tries. She tries to put him in his place, and he's not having it. Yeah, he puts her in her place. Seeing celebrities have a proper. It was cool though. I did love. Great. I love Brody. This is like Brody's week, you know, because I feel like she. I mean, it's coming up, but doesn't follow her gut, right? And then it goes wrong. They get rid of the wrong person. And I always love when this happens. It happens in the UK one when they realise they followed the crowd and then they're like, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's my moment. And Brody is so in that zone. And I kind of yeah. was like, respect for calling out Colin. Like, he had hung her out to drive for two days, but mostly but seemingly a, as a joke. <laughs> well, and but also, like, he just got a, he's found, he found a funny nickname. It's like, okay, well, not, exactly. you know, this is, <laughs> it can't possibly be wrong. <laughs> I think the, the thing that gets me that I completely forgot the experience that I'm having this time around that I forgot that I had when I watched the UK one is this kind of intense anxiety around why do they think that? So they'll say, I've got a huge target on my back now because I wrote down that thing. And, and then I'm like, why? And I'm starting to do the fucking, you know, the big, <laughs> the, the mind map and the bits of string everywhere to figure out, like, why does that give you a target on your back? Or why does talking to that person? And I'm like, my notes, I can't even go off them because they're all like, <laughs> so when you see how much they talk about people who vote differently from the majority, like, these are my notes, my, which I'm not obviously going to say. Are you going to put them in? The, I feel like these could go. They're really stressful. I've got things like evidenced by Brody saying she voted for Mike to cover her own ass. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I mean, the, the thing is. It's not good pod notes. Well, it kind of is like, like. Because Brody has got a very prosecutorial style. Like she, she is advancing this like a lawyer building their, their case, which is a really, really good televisual approach to take with it. Because some of them are, it's very much more vibes based. But mm -hmm. there's a few who are very much loyally about it, and that's that that makes those kind of the 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 what are they called the the, the round tables round tables. So. Mm. Um, so compelling. I also think Dan, I mean, Dan was sort of hanging back a bit in week one, but I thought it was really smart at the round table how he immediately saw an opportunity to seed Dylan for next week. Like, because yeah. Dylan had deflected. Oh, thinking ahead. Yeah, Dylan had deflected onto Mike, and Dan saw that in the moment and picked up on it, and then he's kind of, you know, he's starting to sprinkle in little people to pick up because he's like, oh, well, Mike's gone. You know, I, I'm not going to just waste a vote. And I was like, that's Poker, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how you yeah. win the he, champs. Well, of the three original uh, traders, he's the only one that's left. But he, he also, I think, is the, while imperfect, he's the, he's the one who's sort of clocked it and is really playing at best. I mean, Matt did seem quite <laughs> bad by by the end. He did, yeah. He, I think uh, we realised that his number was up when he sort of, admitted that, yeah, he can play the bumbling idiot and he can do the act, but he cannot lie, yeah. like, directly. Mm. So when Anna, was it Anna and Brody were kind of coming at him and just, like, asking him some questions, he was, like, beat red. He, yeah. His legs were, like, jiggling yeah, uh, totally. out from nervousness and he couldn't cope and, and he, he knew he'd overcooked it. He just crumbled um, and he's like, that. oh, no, sorry, let's not... We're, we're, we're still on Mike's elimination. <laughs> yeah, well, or are we? I, I, I kind of want to move to the start of episode four because <laughs> when those guys first get together, it's funny. So can we do that or we is there do, more Mike we, stuff? We can do, uh, I mean, Mike. It's, it's, sad. it's sad. It was really sad. He had, he, it, was, um, it was the result absolutely of a pile on. And, and for, okay, talking about hinging on things. Remember last week, Alex, you talked about with someone who didn't cheers. Mm -hmm. So the whole reason yeah. Mike went home was because when Lauren went, he sat back. He was sitting next to her, so he didn't feel like he should probably jump up and cheer and high-five everyone around him because he felt bad. And he sort of sat back, and they cut back to what he looked like. And to me, it was like relief. Well, and also, like, we're a little bit dejected, like... like I don't like even though she was a trader, she's still a, a person. Yeah, you know, and and like I don't think he felt like because he's such a like the loveliest guy that he just didn't think it was seemly. It's to not be in like, his yeah. nature. Yeah, but I also thought he looked relieved that not not that it wasn't him who'd been, but that it was just the whole thing was yeah. over. Just mm. kind of like a whoa, like honestly, just I haven't been breathing for the last ten minutes. Mm. Now I can take a breath. It's also not what he a didn't jump would up do. and cheer. A so he would got be the loudest in the totally. Room. <laughs> you know, yeah. so the logic is the trader would just be like, oh, 
Oh, good job done traitoring for another day. I mean, it like sit back. <laughs> <laughs> it does speak to one of the things that's really interesting about the show from a kind of human psychology type way where like you just see how Dylan notices a thing. There's really no other evidence and it's actually not all that compelling and turns out to be wrong. But the whole group gets kind of consumed with it. It's very sort of Lord of the Flies. It is. It's so Lord of the Flies. um, The way that it just kind of whips up into this frenzy. And you can imagine that even though it's ultimately a silly game being played for a a few bars of silver, um, that you you can see why Vanda felt so emotional. Like if someone's persistently saying you're a... Even the language, the traitors and the faithful, I think it would just kind of get in, into your skin a bit, mm. you know? I think that bringing, um, bringing Brooke on, had Matt not been banished, he wasn't going to be long for this world anyway. No, he, he had the yips. He would have been, he had the yips and he would have been, at some point, the traitors will betray each other. They've already done it. Dan already did it with Lauren last week. Mm-hmm. Out of the three, which two do you think are going to gang up on one should they feel the need to betray the traitors? It's obviously going to be Dan and Brooke are going to would betray Matt first. Mm-hmm. So he was never. He should never have allowed that to happen. Yeah, that was a, that was a strategic mistake. Let's talk about them getting together because there was just this amazing line. I mean, a choosing Brooke, it still. Kills I just me. did not want that to happen at all. But the I, when Brock says, I could not think of two crazier people to go on this crazy journey with. <laughs> this is such a crazy brains trust. <laughs> That's a lot of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, is it? Brock is high on his own supply. You can tell him he really is. When he's like, when he's like <laughs> too much. And then like almost immediately ganks it at the breakfast. Like, like, <laughs> Less than 12 hours of like, becoming could, a traitor. Could, could I? I mean, yes. I mean, no. It is really, really funny how convinced he is that this is like an unhackable <laughs> sort of, you know, this is like the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> like, I love when they start talking about like, we, you know, should we banish or should we? No, we have to banish tonight because we really have to you know, we've got to show them who's in charge. Like yeah. that kind of like we're in charge here kind of mentality. It's very funny when you think about it being a silly little game. <laughs> it's essentially a murder mystery dinner party, you know? Yeah, <laughs> just gone a bit out of control. But man, he's crack up as a trader. Can we talk about... He's getting um, a lot of airtime. Can we talk about Colin, the breakfast the next day? I mean, Colin arrives again. Love to see him at breakfast. And we need more sentences to start with. So I was shaving my ears this morning. I know, oh my God. I've got that. <laughs> I, I think we all wrote that down. That was just... I've got Colin shaves his ears and trusts Anna. No, so can we just talk about this? Like, it, like I, I don't want to be an ear-shaving, shaming person. Like, is that... Because I just never heard of it before. And, like, is it actually just this really routine thing? Or is Colin, like... Like, is he, doom, is he doom-planing the very fine hairs on his ears, like like influencers do on their face, their mm-hmm. little peach fuzz, mm-hmm. because he just wants to be baby baby bottom smooth all over or has he got like is it like rogue eyebrow but ear hairs do you get he, some people have hair in their ears I I, 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 I pluck okay so the, you, why are you even asking this question then well, you no, know but, but, no, but, 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 but this is like <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it but I, you couldn't shave like, because, well, at least, right. Well, so, look, the point is is, is, is this is actually just like a regulation activity that we d- that we just don't talk about. Samuel? Like a nose trimmer, you can use nose trimmers for your ears. Okay. And then people would say that. It's also just the way he says it. it was just so beautiful. He's, yeah. He's, I what? prefer to think he's got one of those lovely little dermaplaning blades. And yeah. He's just I think just the we can't even begin to imagine Colin Mathuri's daily beauty routine. Nor no, should we. that's yeah. true. Because it Nor is a state secret. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of our only our most valuable pieces of IP <laughs> as a nation. I have an issue. That I can't believe I didn't think of this when I was watching the UK one. But when people come in for breakfast, if you're the second to last in, you're not a traitor. Can you Why? see how that works? Because as viewers, we have got the two people and we don't know who's coming in. So if they send in a traitor second last... 
Oh. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If they send a trader signal, oh, that takes a, away the suspense from us. So that's a really good... As a player, mess. you should know mm. that the second to last person coming in is definitely not a traitor because it would ruin the viewing experience at home. Mm. Jane, you are a... This is what's going on in your I crazy notebook. That is my lab, is wow. what it is. It's my that's brain's trust. Wild. What about... If you're mm. like... But then sometimes when there's no one's gone home, what then? Well then, well then, if no one's gone home, you have to that you have to eradicate that. If someone's been if someone's been killed overnight, the second to last person in is not a traitor. Yeah, but when if someone says, like Brookhart Smith did, that he is a traitor, or well, the last basically, <laughs> sorry, the last person in, not the second to last, the last person in. Yes, the last person in. No, the second. The last person. Oh, gosh. She's glitching out again. You need to restart the internet, Samuel. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, <laughs> did you notice that Dan was wearing a Los Polos Hermanos t shirt from Breaking Bad? I did. I did. What is he trying to communicate Very... there? The what is that? What is that? I don't know. villain of the show. Oh. What is the Los Polos? It's the chicken Breaking Bad. brand of. Uh, I've not watched it. Not watched it. Breaking Bad. Ah, good. I think it's an overrated show. To be honest, it's good though. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, okay, we did the the mission was Kristen's room as a crime scene. Blah blah. We've already talked about that, really. Yeah. Um, but then Robbie wins the shield, which is great. And this is another bit that just did my head in was the whole kind of like how they um, talked about like don't tell anyone, and then like the the person who gets the shield um, can be banished but not murdered. And then I was like, well, how's Dan gonna play that? Like it really it hurt my mind. Mm. Um, and I feel like I'm in for quite a stressful few few weeks ahead. Yeah. So just, just be there for me. I just think, again, much like the silver bars, the protective shield kind of looks like it's made of chocolate under that foil. <laughs> it looks like You're a, hungry, it, aren't you? It looks like a police it. badge from a kid's um, a kid's cost, police costume. I just want someone to bite it really hard and <laughs> just see what happens. This feels like a recurring theme on this podcast, is, uh, is you kind of... <laughs> coveting this like <laughs> random crap off a screen as food. Surely there's a post in there. <laughs> and then there was that amazing exchange between Philly and, uh, and Robbie. Robbie. That was intense. Basically just both accusing each other of outright lying. And we don't know because we didn't see in this conversation take place. Yeah, it wasn't shot. It wasn't shot. Oh, that's so, right. So Robbie apparently went a, up to Philly and said, we're going to... There's a treasure in our team. Yeah, and also Do you think something you'd about say, yeah, and the, and you're like, this. It's not. This is like, it's not like it can be slightly misheard. There, there is like, an ocean between these two. Yeah. The, these two points, and you're like, is someone lying? Mm. Was was it three martinis deep and just blackout? Don't remember. Like what? What? How could this happen? But also, the if you were a traitor, why would you say that? Exactly. Like, it yeah. People are not understanding the double bluff. Like, you know, like, you don't, no one, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. I know. So slam some more Red Bull. I know that Robbie's not a traitor. Because yeah, you're watching the show. I know that oh, Philly's not a traitor. <laughs> and they're Whoa. eating each other alive. Well, the traitors look on. Yeah, um, can we true. just talk before we get to the banishment about that messed up crime scene challenge when mm. <laughs> Paul Henry was running through what the changes might be and he'd be like, this normal lamp changes to a ghastly lamp. And it just <laughs> changed to like a white lamp. Like it was just totally normal. And then, <laughs> well, the, the normal lamp and the ghastly lamp were basically the same lamp. <laughs> yeah. And then the thing that all the teams missed, which Paul Henry couldn't believe, was, quote-unquote, a glaringly obvious fancy cushion, <laughs> which is like, just had some tassels on it. Tassels. <laughs> it's just great. Love, More um, great budget missions. Really respectful. Um, the, other, the other thing about this mission that I really enjoyed was that they had this whole poltergeist thing, you know, and the lights went out and then everyone screamed because the lights went out and they're like, ah, but it's daytime. <laughs> <laughs> and there's light like filtering in through the shutters. It's not dark. It's not dark. Didn't get dark at any point. Um, very, very good. Uh, very, very economical kind of a mission, and I, I enjoyed it very much because of Robbie. Um, and I also enjoyed the fact that uh, Sam Smith spotted the most. He spotted all the clues in his region and is legally blind. Incredible. Um, and it was it was just a nice touch. The logistics of this. So they've got 60 seconds 
to check out the room, then the poltergeist come, and then they've got 60 seconds to see the changes. It doesn't happen in that order, though. Each team surely must go in, get their 60 seconds, go out, have to wait outside while the production go in and change the things around, and then all go back in one after the other again. Mm -hmm. So there's there's got to be some handicaps going on there, right, between whoever has to wait the longest, unless they stagger them in the same order. Mm, but then maybe the downtime is good because you can like share your acronyms. You can negotiate. Or, you know, like you can make packs and talk about being a traitor in your team. Count beer bottles, all of the stuff. All of those things. I don't know. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was um, spooky. I mean, I'm easily chilled. <laughs> but I was like, when those lights flicked <laughs> off and then flicked on again and everything was different, I was like, ah, the nun. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> 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 Brock is going to come up with this really weird thing where he's trying to convince everyone that Robbie is a traitor um, and then his reasoning for why they should banish her flips because he can't convince everyone she's a traitor so he's just like she's just not very good at the missions so, well, it means that she's not a celebrity get her out of here Yeah. <laughs> so he's hoping that like by buying into this idea getting people to buy into this idea if she's not going to be able to make us enough money throughout the missions we should get rid of her but why would you ever Deliberately get rid of someone you think is a faithful mm. instead you were, of a traitor. Unless you're a traitor, yeah. <laughs> 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 you're a traitor. Yeah. Oh, man, you would be, I feel like the show's over in one episode if you're on it, James. It's really scary. <laughs> you, you, and you. Off you go. But the, no, but here's the problem, right? Brody is very onto it. She is yeah. sniffing people out. She's made her big call, like you said. She's gone into the room. She's been very convincing and very right. But now she has. They just, like, it makes no sense if they don't send her home. If they don't banish, if they don't have to banish Brody. Also, she's a lady. But she's just put this huge target on her back. She's shown that she's willing to break from everyone else, and then you know she can't be convinced otherwise Mm -hmm. because Brooke tried to convince her. Well, she's an independent mind. She's made her one mistake. That was Mike. Yeah. From now on, she's just going to get it right from here on in. Sentencing the traitors. Um, and it, and it doesn't out them because of course the traitors would take out the person who's the biggest threat. So it doesn't implicate, you know, it doesn't exactly. sort of make any real difference. Just like they got rid of the psychic first, you know, you got to get rid of the ones who've got <laughs> the names, the names in Still, their mouths. <laughs> you can't have a funnier thing. And also, we sent we sent that. home we sent home a man last week, so I can't keep doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's right. wrong. Yeah, get one. I would like to talk about the complete unraveling of Matt Heath at the round table because this was the first time he had really had hard questions asked of him. And I love how his main defense was he was like, oh, I just came in here. I had so much freaking work on and I was so, oh, no. I was so freaking busy. And I was like, why so, are you so, like you... so much? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's trader talk. But it's also like it sounded like he had his laptop out and he was sort of you know, banging out some pre-recorded links for Horaki in like a quiet place on the set. Like, like it really sounded like he was doing two or three other jobs while while, he was... set, while at the trade. Yeah, yeah. I've got a beer and pie. July is on. You know, it's all go. It's all go. <laughs> he needed to think about what his story was going to be. He needed to think about a, like a convincing defense as to why he was not a traitor and that was just not remotely close to a good defense what you've got to do everyone would have been everyone would have been busy and then he was just like and then I was you know so I thought I didn't really care about the game but then like yesterday I decided I do care about the game so (laughs) that's why I've been save me (laughs) there's just this weird thing and even Julia did it too well, you just have to emphatically, the first thing you have to say is, I am not a traitor. You know? <laughs> if and you then, don't do yeah, that, the... it's really suspicious. You have to say, I am not a traitor. I am a faithful. Mm. Because someone else was like, yeah, I asked you some questions and you were like, no, it's definitely not me. But you didn't say, I am not a traitor. I know. <laughs> and you're like, what? Is there, is there some kind of like traitor code where you can't? It's like like if someone asks you if you're a cop, you have to say you're a cop. But like, that's <laughs> yeah. not the law. That there is no like code here that that means that it's so funny how how seriously because I think Vanda did the same thing where she emotionally said yeah. I'm a faithful I'm not a traitor or something and everyone's oh no fair play and you're like <laughs> that's quite an easy hack <laughs> when um I mean I do feel like we didn't get enough backstory as to why Philly and Kings went for Julia that felt like it came out of absolutely nowhere but I loved mm. her defense she obviously panicked and wanted to say a lot of things at once and she just said 
You're going to look really fooled and egg on your face. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do. I know, that's okay. what I would do too. You just like, what are all those things that people say? Like, just put them all out at once. <laughs> it is quite a clever thing to say, though, because you're playing on their, um, you know, on their fear that they get it wrong. And their yeah. fantasy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and just being like, you're going to look, you're going to feel, remember what you, how you felt after Mike? You're going to feel like that about me too. Except for, no, you would never feel like that about anyone else other than Mike to that level because actually literally yeah. the nicest That's, man on the planet. Yeah, killed Jesus. Like. Mm. And he had little tears welling up. His journey was, oh. Because well, it's because Mike, he's always like right next to the opportunity and not, and it doesn't. Oh, no, no. It's the sandwich. Don't talk about the sandwich. I was shaking my head at the television like in a, you fucking, you faithfuls and traitors sending home my mic. No. There is a high chance, though, we're going to get some returnees, right? Yeah. That does happen in other seasons. But usually it's the people who go home. Like at the very, very, like first, the very first before the game started, like the guy who ran for the for the ten k. Ah, but the, they might in, have in to the in UK because I feel like they're just going to get rid of all their potential traders in one. I second. know because they're going to get traders in, and then they're going to have to seduce. And by the end, it's just it's, the math ain't going to match. They'll be like, "There's a new contestant. It's Steve, a sound engineer from West Scotland, <laughs> and a lighting rigger." <laughs> and excuse us if our lighting and sound isn't as good as it was <laughs> for the first part of the season. <laughs> Uh, I reckon Brooke's overplaying it. I reckon they're going to sniff him out pretty quick. Um, and when they sniff Brooke, they'll sniff Dan. Yeah. Mm. Like he, he's going to ruin it for, for Dan as well. It's, um, it's, it's really amazing how, how uh, bad the traders are. and Because I was trying to figure out, is it that our faithful are really good detectives or our traders are real just goons? And I think it's the latter. It, I think it might be a bit of, comp- bit of a combination of both. I want to see Justine we have a couple Smith. Of goods. I want to see Justine Smith in the yeah. hood. I feel like she'd yeah. be really good. Um, and I think we will because I think they're going to burn through all their traders next week. <laughs> <laughs> so we left with, at the end of this one, we left with um, possibly Brody going home, possibly Colin. And poss- I can't remember, there would have been a third Kings. Was it Kings they were talking about? Like, everyone loves him, so it would really confuse them if he went home. It's like, would it? Or would it look like you've just killed a much-loved faithful, which mm-hmm. is, like, a, you know, a very predictable thing to do? It's not going to be Colin. They'd be stupid to kill Colin because he's Colin, but also he's Jesus and he'll rise again, but also because everyone suspects him. So leave him in there for them to, Yeah, you know, but circle. I don't know if they're thinking the, the sort of four-dimensional chess, chess like you. I think it's just Brody. Yeah, it's just Brody. I feel like there's also Brody. a chance if you write Colin's name down that he will just bring out some kind of, like, gleaming amulet <laughs> that's from another <laughs> dimension <laughs> that will protect him, not just in the game. But for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know? Or he'll just say, no, I don't want to go. I'm not standing up and saying anything. I'm going to stay right here where I'm comfortable. Yeah, and you have to choose someone else. I'm refusing. Yeah. Yeah. And winning. I don't know if you can hear that. My stomach is grumbling. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's been lovely pod. Nice thank time. you so much. It's Thank you so much, you generous, wonderful people. Sorry that I have been just so all over the place this episode. Because hey, I, it's only because you care too much. I care too much. Like, I'm losing sleep over this. With that, with this, and with you bloody firing yeah. me in my sleep. I'll, I won't do that again. It's a hard, hard time. I need more Red Bull. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, James thanks, Duncan. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks, Samuel. Thanks, Samuel. Right, he arose, he, you know. He did. He's back from, from the a from a bed sick to, bed. Uh, to produce this masterpiece. <laughs> oh, Let's take it. a COVID test. Okay, thanks. <laughs> bye. Bye. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora e te iwi, Te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.